Hello, and welcome to the Keepers of the Flame podcast. This is a show to shine a light into the darkness, to empower women, their support networks, and our communities to weather breast cancer, because together we weather the storm. But on this ocean, every wave brings you closer to home. Hello and welcome back to Keepers of the Flame podcast. I'm Joyce Williams, your host, and this is episode number 31, Mosaic Grace, New Beginnings for a New Year. Instead of making a New Year's resolution, one of my sweet survivor friends picks a word instead. Every New Year, she picks one word, and this word that she picks is one that she hopes will guide her to gently remind her to help keep her steady in times of doubt and turmoil. One word that motivates her to work towards continual self-growth and acceptance. One word that should be easy to remember, right? And I love this idea of hers. So this year, I decided that I'd give it a whirl. The trouble is, as my husband will tell you, (laughs) brevity is not always my strength. So for me this year, I've whittled it down to two words mosaic grace. And I share this resolution with y'all, these two words, mosaic grace, in hopes that you too can find truth and value in them. So in today's episode, I'm going to break apart what that duo actually means. And I'm going to break it apart so that perhaps you too can embrace this change, this shift for the new year, the new beginnings that come with it. First of all, a mosaic. Y'all, it's a picture that's made by arranging broken pieces of something like glass. And this is fitting because after cancer, I myself felt shattered. My spirit, the essence of who I was, who I had always been, had somehow been busted into a thousand shards of even more delicate and seemingly deadly glass. And as I walked across this threshold to survivorhood, this is what I pictured. Imagine a stained glass window that was beautifully crafted. It was shiny and hopeful. Imagine that that's fallen into a pile of rubble. And when you approach survivorhood, you walk across this wreckage and you start bleeding by the lacerations that are inflicted by this rubbled shards as you walk past that wreckage and into survivorhood. There is pain there. Mosaics are made Not when you mend these broken pieces. Not when you turn back time to somehow recreate what what was once taken. But when you assemble those pieces into a new beautiful whole. Now, I wrote a poem which I'll share with you guys in a minute. And I had not written a poem in decades. But I'll take it apart and break it down in its meaning in just a moment. First though, I want to talk about grace. Grace is part of the duo, mosaic grace. I add grace because the two of those words together, mosaic grace, the two of them intertwined will lead to a newer level of love and acceptance of ourselves and ultimately healing. You see, it is no surprise to y'all because I have said this a thousand times. I am a perfectionist and I'm incredibly harsh on myself all the time, always. I'm always trying to make things better. 
somebody once had me do the Enneagram test and I'm a one. If you've never done the test, look it up. I'm a one, which is surprise, a perfectionist. And there's a really cool podcast out there that Ryan O'Neill puts together. It's called Sleeping at Last, and he's super uber talented, and he breaks down these different personality types, these different Enneagrams, and he writes music that speaks to each type. And y'all, he has my views on the world as a one, as a perfectionist. He has me pegged in his song that's dedicated to the perfectionist, to the one Enneagram type. Part of his lyrics say, I'm not saying that perfect exists in this life but we'll only know for certain if we try. Yes, oh my goodness, yes, this is definitely my view on the world. Keep pushing forward. The trouble is, as I have come to realize in my own struggles through processing and accepting things, the trouble is I'll never get there because perfect just isn't attainable. And at some point, we all have to be content with who we are in the process, not at the finish line. And at the end of his song, he says the secret truth that many of us perfectionists hold tight to. And I love these lines. O'Neill writes, grace requires nothing of me. Grace requires nothing of me is what he says. And y'all, I want to latch onto that because it's true. I am loved and I am beautiful and I am enough. And this just brings it back to mosaic. I have grace even when I am made of these broken pieces. So to illustrate this further, I wrote a poem, Mosaic, and I'll read it and break apart some of its meaning to try to make sense of what it is I'm ultimately saying here. Mosaic. Once I harbored silver linings, graffitied them in dungeons, findings. Anywhere there were such tidings, rainbows shot to shield from night. Onward with my smiley notion, oblivious to wicked's potion, brewing up in secret motion, optimism reigned the sights. Tis the way I marched through darkness, blissfully blinded to the starkness, always sunshine left me markless through the gentle tugs of life. Once a season came upon me, pirating life to topsy-turvy, ripping rugs from underneath me, colors bled and opened strife. In a world with color fading, perception was a crooked shading, slammed me to the floor, no aiding, all Hallow's Eve, pink decor. Drowning in a sea of hardships, tsunamis over flooded tight grip, pleading breaths would find the right trip to my lungs I did implore. Owning scars and skin that crackled, raggedly trapped in cancer shackles, onward marching into tackle, facing losses large as life, trembling through exotic turmoil, emotional wounds began to boil, begging cancer's plot to foil, help me blot this with a knife, fumbling for my rainbowed goggles, still knowing that my shadows squabbled, masking murals that I'd cobbled till the truth unveiled at last. Then I noticed honest dances, uncovered eyes soon bore the chances, Ballet between two old stances, where yin and yang breached across. Light and darkened altogether, purposely called to then untether. Silver linings fibbed Mayweather, since truth, they don't define us. 
banged and bleeding with my grumbles, wiping the sweat and tears from stumbles, found my feet despite that crumble, rise again from broken dust. Shards of glass had seen me splattered, resilient rising, pieced the shattered, sculpted out of endless clatter, born mosaic, now reformed. Strengthened from my untied blindings, transformed out of chrysalis bindings, courage pieced by life unwinding, so break the rigid rules confining, know that grace is yours defining, and hear the secret truth confiding, you are not alone residing, and stronger still with pink combining, together we weather the storm. So taking a look at this poem written in its entirety, this poem was written with a sense of intense rigidity, the rhythm and the rhyme. There were a set of rules that I forced myself to follow. The rigidity itself represents how I felt that I must live my life. I had to abide by these certain rules and expectations. I could never deviate from them. These were the shoulds that we place upon ourselves. Like, I should be this. I should feel that. Or I should do this. So to illustrate that rigidity and this confinement that I placed upon myself, the poem itself required that same level of rigidity. You can't break outside of this rule box here. So the rule box for this poem was that each stanza had four lines in it and the number of syllables that existed in each stanza. The first line had eight syllables and the second one was always nine third was always eight, and the fourth was always seven. So the syllables went eight, nine, eight, seven. And the rhyme scheme was A, 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 B. So first stanza, for example, ended in linings, findings, tidings. The last line, night, didn't match. So linings, findings, tidings, night. Notion, potion, motion, sights. So that was the rhyme The rhyme scheme is that the first three lines all ended in a word that sounded the same and the fourth one did not. And then as far as the rhythm goes, the first three lines, I imagined it being like somebody was conducting. They were waving their hand back and forth. So once I harbored silver linings, it's waving my hand is of conducting some symphony. This is the way the world must go. These are the rules that you must follow. And then the last line of each stanza is almost like trying to break free of that. But it, it comes across more as a finger shaking its hand at you. Rainbow shot to shield from night. Don't you dare change the rhythm. But yet I did. The fourth line was an attempt to break free of those rigid rules, but yet with the finger getting shaken at you, don't don't you dare do that. You're not allowed. You have to follow these rules. And so very, very, very rigid. It had to fit into this little box. All of the words that I chose, the rhythm, the rhyme, it had to fit in this particular box until you get to the end. And by the end, I broke ever so slightly the rules. So the very last stanza, instead of being four lines long, it's actually nine. And instead of the syllables alternating eight, nine, eight, seven, the whole nine lines long alternates eight, nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, and so forth. So it was just an itty bitty break at the rules. 
And another little break at the rules was the fact that each line of the stanza ended in a word that sounded exactly the same. There was no deviation at all. They all sounded the same. Blindings, bindings, unwinding, confining, defining, confiding, resigning, combining. Except for that very, very last line. So the first eight, they all sounded the same. And that very last one, it did not. It didn't match. It was together we weather the storm. So ending in storm. The idea here is that life itself doesn't have to fit in some set box. That you are okay and that you have value even if you are not perfect. So breaking this down just a little bit further is to its meaning. Once I harbored silver linings, graffitied them in dungeon spinings, anywhere there were such tidings, rainbows shot to shield from night. What I'm saying here is that I used to think that anything that was bad, like our dun- the dungeon, the darkness, that I would protect myself and shield myself from that unpleasantness, from that, say, fear or sadness or grief. I'd protect myself from these unpleasant emotions by drawing silver linings around them. Oh, no, 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 you don't see badness here because look, it's surrounded by something that's happy. You don't see the bad if I draw a happy line, a silver lining around it. The next stanza, onward with my smiling notion, oblivious to wicked's potion brewing up in secret motion, optimism reigned the sights. So I'm continually walking along through life thinking smiles is what I've got to have. I'm going to be optimistic and happy. And even though that's the face that I put towards the world, underneath, I was oblivious to the fact that fear and sadness were just as much a part of me. Third stance, I go on to say that tis the way I marched through darkness, blissfully blinded to the starkness. Always sunshine left me markless through the gentle tugs of life. So it's not that I didn't know fear or sadness or grief or any of those emotions before. I had known them. But those are what I refer to as being the gentle ebbs and flows of emotions, the gentle tugs of life. And the way that I always handled them was focusing on that sunshine. It wouldn't hurt me. Then I go on to say, once a season came upon me, pirating life to topsy-turvy, ripping rugs from underneath me, colors bled and open strife. This is the time in my life where it finally hit me, where there were no longer these gentle ebbs and flows of emotions. This was an intense wall of water so strong that it wanted to drown me. There was pain there. There was emotional turmoil. In a world with color fading, Perception was a crooked shading, slammed me to the floor, no aiding, all Hallow's Eve, pink decor. I felt like the colors that existed in this world were just depleted. It's like there's a Bernstein Bears book where Sister Bear learns about strangers, and there's a page in the book where everything is drawn and colored and happy and pretty, and then right underneath it, it's the same exact picture, but all the color is gone, and it looks scary. And that's how I felt the world was starting to get flipped upside down on its head for me. And I felt like I'd fallen, like I had been slammed to the floor. And when I say All Hallows' Eve, pink decor, I'm talking about the ultimate Halloween. It is scary, and I don't like it. I am afraid, and it's covered in pink, meaning this whole breast cancer storm. And what's more is October being breast cancer Awareness Month. So there you go. That fit into. 
Drowning in a sea of hardships, tsunamis over-flooded tight grip, pleading breasts would find the right trip to my lungs, I did implore. I felt like I was drowning. I was in over my head and I felt like a tsunami had picked me up and dumped me somewhere in the ocean's deep, deep, deep darkness and I didn't know how to swim and I felt like not only was I drowning but somehow this tsunami personified had its hands wrapped around my neck and was choking me. So I start pleading for air. I just want to be able to breathe again. Owning scars and skin that crackled, raggedly trapped in cancer shackles, onward marching into tackle, facing losses large as life. So the skin that crackled, that's talking about radiation. I mean, the skin was really quite burnt. And then trapped by cancer and feeling like I still had to keep marching onward somehow to beat this thing. And yet I had to face the ultimate fear, the fear of losing your life. That is a loss that's huge. And that's a fear that hits many of us that are in fact fighting cancer. Trembling through exotic turmoil, emotional wounds began to boil, begging cancer's plot to foil, help me blot this with a knife. So exotic turmoil, this was a a level of pain and emotional distress that I had never in my life felt before. And then these emotional wounds that are starting to rise, I didn't know what to do with them. And I was just begging cancer not to win. Let me beat it somehow. And so when I say, help me blot this with a knife, I want to carve off this emotional pain in a similar fashion that they carved off the tumor itself. But somehow in the back of my mind, I know that you can't do that. But I'm still pleading, please make it easy. I can't take this. So then I go on to say, fumbling for my rainbowed goggles, still knowing that my shadows squabbled, masking murals that I'd cobbled till the truth unveiled, alas. So I want those rainbow-looking goggles. I don't want to look at the world as it is right now. I want to look at it with the, the pretty easy view that I had prior to cancer. I want to be blissfully blinded to this reality. I, I wish I could undo it somehow. So I'm trying to find that view of the world again, but then knowing that I can't unsee what I've seen. So my shadows, the fear, the sadness, the grief, they're still fighting and raising this turmoil within my own being. And then when I said masking murals that I cobbled, I had tried to put together this silver liningness. Remember, you can't see fear. You don't see sadness because I made them pretty. I painted smiley faces on them. So it's not really that bad. But what's happening inside is all that, those negative emotions. It's like they're rioting inside and they're coming up and they start to paint over and write a new picture. It's covering up that lie, the murals that I had once tried to make that weren't actually real. And so they're starting to unveil what the truth really is. Then I noticed honest dances. Uncovered eyes soon bore the chances. Ballet between two old stances where yin and yang breached across. Okay, so I can't find those goggles that I'm wanting to look at the world with this nice, beautiful view prior to cancer. Instead, I'm seeing the truth of what's real. And that's, those are my uncovered eyes. 
And it's like this, there's this dance between the good and the bad combined. It's not one or the other. It's a duo. It's a dance. They are both part of us. That's the yin and the yang. Light and darkened all together, purposely called to then untether silver linings fibbed May weather. Since truth, they don't define us. So this is a point in time where I'm finally starting to recognize and realize that it's not light versus dark. It's not that I have happiness is going to fight the sadness and fear. It's finally recognizing that I am all of it together. And the silver lining and trying to make and dress up any sadness or fear to make it less than what it is, is a lie. And it's not needed because neither of those emotions, neither the sadness or the fear or the happiness and the joy, none of them define us because we are the whole package deal. And this is a moment where I'm finally starting to recognize that. Banged and bleeding with my grumbles, wiping the sweat and tears from stumbles, found my feet despite that crumble, rise again from broken dust. It hurt and I fell and it felt like I had just finished a brutal battle and I found myself fallen on the floor. And so somehow after all of this, after I realized that I am the whole package deal and after I had survived this terrible ordeal in my life, I figured that I can rise again. I can stand up again and own myself, who I am. And that might look different, which leads into the next stanza where I say, shards of glass had seen me splattered, resilient rising pieced the shattered, sculpted out of endless clatter, born mosaic, now reformed. So I might rise again, but I'm going to be a new person. I'm going to be stronger because of it. I might look different and be different and feel different, but that doesn't mean that I'm not strong, that I'm not beautiful, born mosaic, now reformed. I am that beautiful mosaic that's finally been created that wouldn't have been able to have been made had I not fallen to pieces in the first place. And then that leads me to the breaking of the rules, that last stanza where it's no longer conforming to that rigidity that I spoke of in the beginning. And I write, strengthened from my untied blindings, transformed out of chrysalis bindings, courage pieced by life unwinding. So break the rigid rules confining. Know that grace is yours defining and hear the secret truth confiding. You are not alone residing and stronger still. With pink combining, together we weather this storm. So basically, I'm stronger because of my brokenness. The chrysalis, I transformed out of chrysalis bindings. You know how a butterfly will come to be after having spent its time in that chrysalis. Well, that chrysalis, that feels like you're trapped in there. You can't get out. But when you break free, you're beautiful and you're new and you're strong. So again, I I said, break the rigid rules confining. So break free of those expectations of those shoulds and those ought tos and know that you are enough. And then I go on to say that you're not alone in this. And then what's more is recognizing all of those other flickers out there when we combine that pink, when you recognize that 
there are others who have been there too. And every person, every story, even though they might be slightly different, our tales to tell help unite this light so that together we weather the storm. You're not alone in it. And we can and we will weather it. And we won't rise again. And we will become the beautiful mosaics that we are meant to be. So, mosaic grace, y'all. These are my two-word resolutions for the year. Break free of those expectations, of those shoulds. Know that grace doesn't require anything of you. And although you too may have fallen, you may have broken, your own mosaic is beautiful and strong and filled with light and love. And there is nothing more beautiful than the you that you are now. You are enough. You don't have to bend or pretend or conform. Your scars and your men's, although they may not be seamless, they make you more beautiful than you could ever imagine. So embrace the mosaic and know that you have grace. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm looking forward to speaking with you guys again next week. Until then, remember that together we weather this storm. You are never alone.